Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today as we go walking through the strange Paradiso. So we are actually getting really close to the first day of fall. That is going to be next Saturday, September 23rd. So, um, I mean, I don't know about many people, but I am really feeling it. I can feel the difference. It's almost like the sky is closer. I That's the only way I can describe it. Like everything starts even to sound a little differently, a little softer, a little more muffled. So I know this guy isn't closer, but that's the feeling that it uh, kind of gives me as if, okay? The colors are already changing. It's uh, sunny right now. And it's uh, kind of like a warm, there's like a warm tone to the sunshine. I'm looking in my backyard right now and it just has this warm tone, not the harsh glaring sun, but just like a little softer and warmer looking. So I know that uh, we are really, really close, not only because the date, we know it's like a little bit more than a week away, but we can already see it and feel it almost hear it. So um, things are really beginning to get a little wild, okay? In, I mean, not only with um, the paranormal world, but just about, I mean, you name it, as well as uh, something we have spoken about before called the Schumann Resonance. Now, you can look into that. There are graphs that you can look at in real time that show exactly what's happening with this. And um, it causes a lot of different things. Many people are affected by it physically and even uh, emotionally, mentally by this. But um, take a look at it and see what you think and how you feel about this. Yesterday morning, okay, which was Thursday morning, when I get ready to go to work, I will listen to certain podcasts and things like that. And um, I couldn't get anything. So I have this one tablet that I keep in my bathroom, in my vanity area. And that's the one that I use in the mornings when I'm getting ready. And uh, it, it just froze and it kept freezing and I rebooted it and I did all this stuff and it kept freezing. So... I went to get one of my other tablets because I figured this one was just acting up. So I got my other tablet and it started doing the very same thing. It would like, it would start and then that little circle would start going around and around and then it would just freeze up and I was like, well, what in the heck? So my last, okay, because I have three of them. So the last one is a smaller one. And I was like, well, let me go get this other one and see if the same thing's happening. Well, yeah, the same thing was happening with that. And then it was saying there was no connection. There was no Wi-Fi. There was an interruption in the signal and all this stuff. So I'm like, there's nothing going wrong. There's no no Wi-Fi problem. 
I could see when I looked in my garage, all the lights were on for the Wi-Fi and everything. So I was just very angry. I started getting that feeling like I just wanted to get all the tablets and throw them out in the backyard. But then, of course, because that is something that I didn't want to start my day with, so I had to get rid of that negative feeling right away. And I started uh, thinking about what could be causing this. Well, someone mentioned the Schumann resonance. And when I took a look at the graph, it was, I mean, so high that maybe that is what was causing some of this problem. But I'm going to tell you that this has never happened to me before, not with all three of the devices. It might happen with one, but this was a matter of maybe 15 minutes where all three of these things would not work. And they were all saying the same thing, no connection and all this other stuff. So then I was thinking, well, maybe I should use my phone. But then I thought against it because I didn't want anything to happen with that. So I'm like, you know, if something's getting ready to happen, I don't want my phone to go something go wrong with it. And then I'm really not ready to get a new one yet. So I just didn't use my phone. I just said, oh, well, you know, F it. I'll just suffer along and not listen to anything. But um, I don't know if that's really the cause, guys. I mean, it's a possibility that that's what happened. But I, I, there's nothing else. There is no other reason and, um, you know, it could have just been one of those things. Maybe it had nothing at all to do with space weather because our TV was not affected. Nothing else was affected. And my husband's tablet was not affected. But all three of mine were. Now, I'm not looking for any type of um, activity around every corner. And I don't know what caused this. But even my husband said, you know, that's really strange. All three of your devices. And I shut them down. I shut all three of them down. And then I turned them back on again. And they still were not working. But the next day, which was this morning, Oh, guess what? Everything was just fine and dandy. So I don't know what would cause all three of those things to act up the way they did um, and why my husband's didn't, why the TV was not affected or anything else. I guess I'm just lucky like that. You know, it's just kind of like part of my strange mojo that I've got going on and that I've had for all of my life. Anyways, it's just something that, you know, you have to uh, accept and deal with time to time. Strange things are going to happen. Our first thing, though, that we usually do is we usually get frustrated and then we start getting angry, which, uh, once again, is not easy to control at times. But I was able to do it before it just overwhelmed me and I lashed out and started throwing them out in the middle of the street or what have you. Because I'm telling you right now, that's what I felt like doing. I just felt like tossing them. So um, anyways, let's move on. Now, we've got a couple of things 
that um, I want to share with you guys. Now, this first thing, I cannot say any names, but this happened a long time ago, okay? And I'm not sure even that this actually took place. It is said to have happened. And this happened in the 1800s, okay? So uh, once again, it's been so long ago, it's impossible to vet and to really know if this is true. However, if it is true, it is strange. So it's this, uh, begins with this man, and it is said that ever since he was born, he was born with uh, some sort of like uh, markings on his body that his family considered to be divine, that uh, he was bent for great things and all of this stuff. I don't, I'm not sure what the markings even were or where they were located, okay? Just some kind of birthmarks. So as he grew up, people noticed that he knew things. So we're talking about a person who doesn't have any education, a person who um, doesn't have the option of going to school and getting an education, but he knew things and he could pick things up and he was able to read them. So everyone who knew this person was in awe of him, of course. Like, how is that even possible? This is like a five-year-old little boy, doesn't go to school, but he knows all of these things, and he's like saying certain things that are going to happen, certain things that he can see happening in the future and so on, and he has the ability to read. So... Many people are aware of these gifts that this person has. It goes on to say that as this person grew, grew older, for some reason, he decided that he was going to become somewhat of an outlaw. So now, once again, I do not know if this is in fact a true story, but it is said that he was in touch with spirits and that these spirits would, were telling him that if he did certain things, if he told people certain things, that he would surely go to Jerusalem. Now, I don't know what that meant at the time for this individual. If it meant that um, when he died, he would go to heaven, you know, to the new Jerusalem, or if he would actually go to the city of Jerusalem. Now, I'm not sure about this, but that's what these spirits were telling him. So this man, now he's a man, he is also said to be a God-fearing individual, a person who believes in the Lord and things like this. So he's communicating with these spirits who he believes are 
like guardian angels and from the Lord, and they are directing him to do certain things. So, so far, the things that they're directing him to do are helpful. Okay, they're helping people. They're doing good. He's telling them and almost prophesying, okay, and giving them warnings of things. Now, when it comes to prophecy, it's not just like it's all cut and dry and they're going to come out and say, okay, um, at noon, uh, 10 years from now on this and that day, there's going to be a train derailment. It's going to come and hit so many buildings and so on. No, these things are done in a way that you have to decipher them, okay? So he would see things and then he would tell them of these things that he's seen, but they had to be deciphered, all right? And um, so a lot of people at the time didn't really know what he was talking about, but they knew that he was coming from the standpoint of goodness, okay? He was good until one at this one point, I guess the voices directed him to go and murder a family. So he murdered the family, which I believe consisted of the husband, the wife, two children. And it is said that there was a baby in the nursery that they did not know about during the murder because he had somebody else, I believe, with him that he, like one of his friends or whatever. And so this friend of his went back to the nursery and killed the baby, okay? So at this time, it took a little while before people found out about certain things because I'm pretty sure that it took a couple of days before people found the dead family members and then tried to figure out who would do such a heinous thing, okay? But this person who committed this crime was now on the run. And these guides or spirits, whatever you want to call them, were still communicating with him. And they were telling him to do certain things, more murders, okay, more killings, and that if he would do these things, he would go to Jerusalem. This was the, the continuing thread of this story. He was doing these things. I guess it meant, in, in my guess, I'm thinking that it meant when he died, he would go to Jerusalem. I could be wrong, but that's just how what I feel about it. So he was doing these things. He felt and he believed for the Lord. He was doing these things for God. So the end of this story now, and this is really something, okay? So uh, he's doing all this stuff. So finally, the townsfolk all get together and they know who did it by this time. And so they're on the hunt for this guy. But now he has like a band of people who are with him. Little by little, these uh, other guys who are with him doing these things start drifting away. They can probably feel that something's getting ready to happen and now they don't want anything to do with this person. So it ends up being just him, him alone by himself. And 
he is caught. He's caught by the the men, you know, the townsfolk and all this stuff. And they don't kill him. They actually turn him in. And he is tried by jury and convicted and put to death in the town of Jerusalem, Virginia. So while these voices, or whatever you want to call them, were guiding him and telling him if he did these things, he would end up in Jerusalem while they were lying. And that's exactly where he ended up, and that's exactly where he died. Is this story true? Once again, I don't know. But it makes you think. When, I mean, when, even if this, if this story is not true, even if this is fiction, this had to come from somewhere. And my personal belief is, and I have always thought this, I've always felt this, even when I was very young, when I would see certain things like on the movies and certain things, TV shows and stuff like that, I would always think to myself, well, if somebody thought of this, this actually has happened, is happening, or going to happen. I've always felt that. That's just my feelings, okay? I'm not saying that I'm, I'm correct, but I've, I've always felt like that. And come to find out, little by little, most of these things did happen like that. So while this story may not be true, I'm pretty sure that something similar has happened in the past. There are so many things that have happened in the past that we do not know about. And, and, and this could also be a true story. I don't know. I read about it, but just because it's in print, just because it's in certain novels or whatever you want to call it, historical books, whatever, doesn't mean that it actually happened that way. And by the way, how did anyone know that he was in communication with any type of voices? Unless he told, well, of course he told his, his people, you know, his, his posse, but um, unless they came forward with the story, how would anyone know? So um, it, it's just one of those things. It is interesting, and it is, I believe, that it, there is a possibility that this is true. But it's something that we, if we're interested in it, we have to look into it for ourselves because there's a lot of stuff out there that um, maybe we don't believe, and it is true, and stuff that we tend to believe, and it isn't true. There's a... We're kind of living in, I'm, I'm not going to say we're in an upside down time in our world, but we are at a tilt. So I remember I used to watch this show once in a while called Stranger Things and they used to have this like um, parallel world and they called it the upside down. 
Well, I don't believe that we are in an upside down, our own selves, but I believe that we are in a tilt. So, yeah, I don't know. See what you guys think about this story. Maybe some of you um, can actually find it and, and read it, but I, um, I found it pretty darn interesting. Okay, the next thing that I want to share with you guys, and this is something that... Um, when I tell people this, for some reason, it really captures them uh, and they think about it and then they question about it and stuff. And once again, I am not at liberty to say any names. I'm sorry that I can't, but if I say this name, the person or persons who have this name will not be difficult to find because this is a name that I have never heard before in my life. And it's a very pretty name. It's a, a girl name. And it's just one of the most beautiful names I've ever heard. So I was talking to this woman a few days ago. And she's, we're just having a conversation. And I mentioned to her that her daughter's name, I was like, how do you spell that? I said, is it spelled this way or that way? And then she said, actually, and then she said the, the real name, because the name that her daughter goes by is a, you know, it's a short version of her true name. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that, I love that. I love that name. I've never, ever heard that before. She went on to tell me that, um, she said, well, she got that name because I was like, where did that come from? She said she got that name because her father had told her when, when she gave birth to her daughter, her, the, the father said, oh, well, uh, when I was in school, like in elementary school, I knew this girl, she was in my class and she had that name. And so the woman I was talking to, she thought that was a beautiful name also. He's like, I just never forgot that name because I've never heard that name before. And she was like, okay. So they named their daughter by this name. So, okay, all these years pass and this and that. And uh, long story short, when the husband passed away, there was someone at his funeral that no one knew who she was. And when they spoke to her and she talked, started talking to people, she had that name. That very unheard of, obscure, whatever you want to call it, name. So, turns out, it was the so-called elementary school classmate who was at the funeral. So, obviously, there was some communication going on somewhere, right? Or else, how would she know? How would she have been there? She didn't know anyone. But there she was. Now, obviously, uh, they did not know each other in elementary school. 
if they knew each other in school at all. This is just my opinion that this, whatever you want to call it, relationship, whatever, this connection probably took place either maybe as a, a seniors in high school or very young adults. And uh, seems that the communications went on till the very end. Nobody knew this woman to communicate with her and say, oh, okay, you know, someone who has passed on, we would like to invite you to the funeral. No. It's a strange, it's a bit of a strange story. We can pretty well guess as uh, what was really happening there. But it's a strange story nevertheless. And I just looked at the person who was telling me this. And she looked at me and she said, you, you just never know. And I was like, yeah, you never know. What in the heck? Not all strange stories and stories that make us think are spooky or paranormal or even really that mysterious. But the other thing is that it's like, what are you going to do? I mean, how angry can you possibly get? Of course you would feel betrayed. But that person now is gone. So what, do you, what can you do? And of course you probably get the feeling that you've been fooled for a long, long time. So, <laughs> yeah, guys, what do you do, you know? <laughs> okay, so the next thing that I want to share with you is, now this comes from someone who at the time, she says, okay, at the time this happened to me, I admit it. I was out partying with my friends. It was probably about 2.30 in the morning. She was, she was getting home. She's like, yeah, I was like pretty buzzed and all this stuff. And she says, I put my key, which took me a few times, into my front door to let myself in. And she said, when the door opened, she's like, the only way I can describe it is like everything was like a, like a ripple, like it was rippling. She said, I wasn't dizzy. I was looking like, she said, like everything was just, instead of being solid with definite outlines, she said, everything was like a ripple. Like if water was like uh, going, you know, down glass, she said, but sideways. As if water was hitting glass, a glass window, but coming from sideways. And so she went in and she closed the door and she just figured, okay, well, this is because I'm buzzed and all this stuff. And so she said, she went in, she went to go wash her face and stuff, and she was in her house. She said, but 
it was different. There was something that wasn't okay. And then somebody got up and went to go and talk to her, one of her family members. And she said, it was like my brother, but he had different color hair. He was different. Even though he looked like her brother, it was like her brother with different color hair and her brother didn't have any facial hair. And this version of her brother had facial hair. And she was just like, whoa, I am just like, I hope somebody didn't put anything in my drink. She was thinking. So she just went ahead. She went to bed and then she was all worried. She finally went to sleep. And when she got up in the morning, everything was back to normal. She said she went into her brother's room and she woke him up because she wanted him to sit up. She wanted to see what he looked like. And he was like, what's wrong with you? And he was sitting up and she was like, okay, it's really you. She said, because I've, I've, you know, she used to party. She said, I've been partying at the time for a while. It wasn't anything new. I would go out with my friends on the weekend. She said, but it's never made me see things. It's never changed anything. So, I mean, what happened there? Was it a slight or a very short time that she maybe entered into a parallel universe? When she opened that front door, was it just at the right time, just at the precise time where she actually walked in to that alternate reality? And if so, why was it gone in the morning? Why was it that when she woke up, everything was back to normal? I mean... I don't know how these things really work. I know that um, I've heard the story about someone who they found themselves in their city just coming back from going shopping. This person was coming back from going shopping, was driving down the street, made a turn, and then it was like, oh, I, th I think I made the wrong turn. Everything looks different here. So they went back out and uh, no, they didn't make a wrong turn, but everything looked different and the name of the street was different that they turned on. So this didn't just go away like within minutes. This person actually tried to backtrack go back where they came from, go back to the retail establishment that they had came from before this happened. And then that was changed also. They could not find their way back to where they had just came from. Even though they came back out of that street, made a left turn, went down the street to where that shopping complex was. If there was a shopping complex there, but it was different. So, 
I mean, you know, you can drive in and out of them. You can step and walk maybe in and out of them. But this, this is just, um, I mean, maybe it does work like that. And maybe a lot of this was because this person was inebriated. Maybe that had something to do with it. But she was like adamant. I know what I saw. My brother that night had a, he had facial hair. He had different color hair, even though it looked like him. So I, I don't know. Is it like a big bell that, you know, it's going to the right and then, okay, you find yourself caught up in this alternate, alternate reality for a little while. And then as the bell goes back to where it came from, it just kind of like takes the alternate away with it. See, these are the kind of things that I wonder about. How do these people get back? If you find yourself in a situation like that, how do you get back? So sometimes with missing people, it's, I mean, it makes me think that do these people somehow get stuck? Is it a possibility? So it's, uh, if you think of it like that, it, it can be a little bit unsettling because we don't want that to happen. So, I mean, we can't be fearful about it, but I believe that there are certain locations that are more um, prone to things like this. And some of them happen to be in a lot of the national parks. And those are the reasons why I believe there are some of these places that people are not supposed to go into, people are not allowed into, as well as there are a lot of artifacts probably there left over from who knows how long ago. And also, with the artifacts being in certain places like this, well, a lot of them quite possibly could be there because certain rituals, certain practices were done in these locations. Therefore, opening portals, opening gateways. So there, I know that there are quite a few people who go missing in national parks. And you may say, well, yeah, it's a national park and it's easy to get lost and it's easy to lose your way. People who don't know how to backtrack or who don't know how to do certain things, um, they're taking a chance and this and that. They're risking themselves by going out there. Yeah, I agree. But when you've got drones and people on foot and all these other uh, federal agencies out there looking for people, it's, you know, I think to myself, okay, now, they can't find these people up in the mountains, but they could find a, a guy in a cave somewhere in Afghanistan who supposedly did something remotely from his cave. I mean, I, I think about that. It's kind of like, no, because if you can find certain things, find things on the bottom of the ocean and so on, well, you should be able to find some hikers. So 
that's just my thoughts, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm not an authority on this kind of stuff, but um, it just, you know, because I, I question everything. And even sometimes you've got dogs. Dogs lose the scent of certain things. There are um, reports of people going missing and then you have the searching, the search parties up there searching for them. And then they'll find maybe their shoes and their socks. And that's it. So what do these missing people do? They go the rest of the way barefoot? And if they did, why aren't there any type of marks? You would think that you can't go very far up in the mountains and you're going to start bleeding. Your feet are going to start getting torn up. Oh, it's just, I don't know, maybe I just, I'm just full of hoo-ha, but it's just uh, things that I think about. Okay, one last thing. Now, there is this person, and uh, they live in an area where it snows in the winter, and they have real winter there, okay? And um, what happened was they heard some noise out on their property. They've got a couple of acres. They're um, on a little bit of uh, their property. They've got like clumps of trees and so on. So at night, they could see like eye shine coming from the tree line because they heard something outside. They looked outside. They could see eye shine. Oh, it's probably some kind of animal. So they really didn't pay it too much attention. But what happened happening, I can't even talk now, I'm getting so excited. What started happening was they say it sounded like it was a person out there who was doing an imitation of like maybe a wolf howling or something like that. It didn't sound like a real wolf or if it was a real wolf doing that, it sounded really sick because to them it more or less sounded like a person, Okay. Now, these people haven't lived there that long. They actually moved from California to this location. They've lived there for about two years now. So they have had a couple of winters there. What, okay, the, what happened now was this was happening and they could hear things like in the middle of the night approaching their house. They could hear something walking, like even snow makes noise when it starts getting like kind of slushy. It's like, you know, making this sound. And where they live, there's really no houses around. They don't have any close neighbors or anything. So it's pretty quiet. And so they can hear everything that happens out there. But they didn't see anything. They looked outside. They went to the other windows. They don't see anything. Okay. So in the morning... They got up and they decided they were going to go out there and go check out and see what was walking around out there. So they get so far out from their house, going towards that clump of trees where they saw the eye shine, and there were two footprints, just two. Like if somebody was dropped down from the sky with, on their two feet. But that's all there was. 
There weren't any other. No animal prints, no human prints, no prints at all. The rest of the snow was fluffy, except for those two prints. And those two prints were not like deep, like real, real deep, but they were deep enough so that they could see while the footprints were human-ish, there were certain things about these that were not human. Now, I don't know really what that means. I didn't want to start asking a bunch of questions because um, these people <laughs> already think that I'm nuts. So I, could, I didn't want to push it. <laughs> they would have said, oh, there she goes. So um, I just took what I could get from this story and just was happy with that. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to push it. But yeah, and nothing surrounding those two footprints. So it's like somebody just put someone down there and then picked them back up and that was that. Very strange. And uh, I mean, what, what is that? How does that happen? Does this thing, just whatever it was, have the ability to jump and land from a quarter mile away, half mile away? You know, I mean, there's nothing else that I can do to try to explain this to myself, how this is possible. They went on, though, to say that, okay, they went out there to that tree line, to the clump of trees where they saw the eye shine. And uh, the other thing about this is that it's not like they have 10 acres or anything like that. They only have, they said, about four acres. It's not huge. So their place is all fenced. They have, their, their whole property is fenced. And they don't know what kind of animal it was or how it got in there also because according to the one homeowner, he said the thing looked to be like it was about the size of an average man, maybe about six foot. Where the eyes were, were not close to the ground. It was like standing up. For some reason, you know, they couldn't see a body. It was dark. But he said it was as if whatever it was was standing up. He said uh, he went out there when they were looking and they looked at the tree. And he said, okay, this is about the level, the height of where we saw the eye shine last night. About up to here. And he said that would have been like about a six foot tall person. But yet there was nothing around. No evidence that a person or even an animal, even a critter, had been there. I guess something could have jumped the fence, but there was nothing there. Even, uh, he was like, you know, it's not always easy to find footprints in that, that certain area because there are patches of, like, bushes and stuff like that. He said there was still, there's, there was nothing out there that said anything 
to them that uh, an animal had been there. Very strange. Um, once again, I've got no answers. And uh, the only thing I could think of is something that had the ability to jump so far from one place to another. Um, but I guess in doing something like that, you would have a different type of an angle of the footprints. And according to this guy, okay, because he hunts, he's a hunter, and uh, he was in the military for like many years. So it's not like he doesn't know anything, especially, you know, because of his hunting experience and so on. And he is actually um, a native of this area. He says, um, if something would have come down from a different location, like for example, if something would have hopped maybe over from the tree line, it would have had a different angle. And that, you know, that's what I'm thinking too. Something would have been different. It wouldn't have just looked like it was dropped down from the sky. So uh, it's just a never ending, guys. We will never run out of things to discuss. Things that we can try to explain. We can get the closest that we can to make ourselves happy with the explanation. And uh, just continue walking. And as we go on our walks, as we continue moving forward, we're going to run in to more strange things. It's just uh, a fact. I can't even say it's a probability. It's to me, it's a fact. We're going to run in. We're going to hear about. We may even witness. We may even encounter some more strange things. And I've got more for you guys also. I'm going to try to come on tomorrow and uh, share some more stuff with you. I have not been able to come on the way that I like. You know, I have been, I've been uh, away from my walks longer than I care to, but I'm going to try to come on tomorrow and share some more stuff that I find mysterious and, um, We'll get into some creepy also. Anyways, I'm going to thank all you guys for joining me. You know, you can always contact me at maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. I also want to ask you guys, um, I want to be more interactive. I want to be able to take callers to my show. And I want to ask you guys, how do you feel about that? Would you like to be able to call in, share your stories that way, um, be, be able to share things and, and have more of an interaction, be able to have a dialogue. You know, would you guys like to do something like that? We can take it further because I'm really wanting to do something like that. Let me know how you feel, okay? So anyhow, um, thanks once again for walking with me. I appreciate all of you so much. So everyone have a great and safe rest of your day. We'll be walking and talking again soon. Ciao.